0: Ladies and gentlemen, give this to your car wash professional and have an A1 day. I'm Kent Garrison.
1: <laughs> I'm Brian Gill. And I'm Richard Barton. And
0: this is Mad
1: About Movie. You
2: sound insane.
1: you realize that? Oh,
2: yeah. The whole world got. me! <laughs> it's showtime mad about movies podcast is your go-to movie podcast for all things concerning the world of cinema we covered movie news movie rumors and movie rumblings and then our movie of the week and make sure to check out our website at madaboutmoviespodcast.com or find us on itunes and make sure to leave us a comment so we know what in the world is going on brian this week's movie or TV show, I suppose, of the week is...
1: Yeah, this week we're taking it a little differently, and we're going to talk about Breaking Bad.
0: Man, I got to say, I finished this series about eight minutes ago before we hopped on this podcast, so a lot of stuff to talk about with this series. I know you guys have finished it as well in the past week or two. And
2: I actually finished it like six months ago <laughs> Wow
1: <laughs> he had advanced They sent you screeners, screeners right?
2: Yeah I get screeners, I get TV screeners Me and Gilligan are like this So yeah
0: this is This is going to be good guys, I'm excited for this Lots of stuff to talk about We're going to talk about likes and dislikes We're going to talk about what we think should have happened What we think uh, could have been left out And all that good stuff uh, discussing Breaking Bad A little bit later in the show But first, let's talk a little bit of movie news. Movie news. Yes! Rumors and rumbling.
2: That's awesome!
1: Let the filibustering begin.
0: Um, This time I want to talk about movie news pertaining to people involved in Breaking Bad or subjects that involve Breaking Bad. And you'll know what I mean when I say this. Need for speed. (laughs) Yeah. So if you haven't been keeping up with movie news... There's a little film coming out called Need for Speed, which involves our guy, uh, Mr. Aaron Paul, Yep. or actually stars Aaron Paul, and it seems to be the closest thing, guys. We've talked about this. We've wondered when it was coming, Mm -hmm. the closest thing to a Fast and Furious ripoff, a true (laughs) okay, we're going to go and try and compete with Dom and the gang on this one, you know. So what are your thoughts, guys? I sent you the trailer last week. Brian Gill thoughts on need for speed starring Aaron Paul
1: yeah I uh, I'm not gonna lie I didn't I uh, didn't watch it when he sent it to us the other day I, I don't know I've just been so busy so today I was at uh, a screening of our our next movie that we're gonna talk about and uh, so I saw the need for speed trailer for the first time there and uh, look it's totally a fast and the furious ripoff but I'm kind of really, really in on Aaron Paul right now, so I'm going to check it out. I guess I'm going to give it a chance, and I might not have six months ago, maybe even six weeks ago. Uh, I like that they're kind of cashing in on the the Aaron Paul uh, chip, if you you will. So, uh, you know, hey, it doesn't look great, but, you know, if we're being honest, the Fast and Furious movies didn't look great until, like, Fast Five and Fast Six, so... I'll give it a shot. I will too.
0: Richard, you see this?
2: Yeah, I've seen it. Um, I, let me put it this way. And I'm, and I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. But if I were in the business right now, I would be selling my Aaron Paul stock. Yeah. Okay. I think this is as high as Aaron Paul will ever be. Nothing against him. He seems like a great guy. He's certainly talent, but I think he will always be Jesse Pinkman to a lot of people. I think he will have a short Jeremy Renner like run trying to make movies and then he'll go back to where maybe Jeremy Renner is now. And it's too bad. He's he's a talented, charismatic actor. Uh, I'm just I you know, I have feelings on these things guys. I think this movie's gonna be really, really bad.
0: So you're saying if there's any R-rated fairy tale movies coming out, that Aaron Paul is going to be the front runner?
2: <laughs> I think he could. You know, these are the type of decisions he needs to look at. He look yeah. he he. I, I hesitate to say this because, like, I think it's really cool what he does, but he has embraced this Breaking Bad thing so much on almost like a fanboy level. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, with everywhere his, with
0: his Twitter and everything.
2: Twitter, yeah. and he was on SNL like six different times playing some incarnation of Jesse Pinkman. It's almost like. You know, I, I just I worry that I think he's always going to be associated with the show. I think he'll have a little bit of a run, but there's something magical about Fast and Furious where it only works when they do it. That's true. Um, and I, I just I, I'd be really surprised if this vaulted uh, Paul into something else. I I, don't, I really don't know. I think if I were if I were his agent, I would say let's lay low for a little while there and let's let's get another hot pilot here in about two years. Yeah, and see if. State TV, but, but... The,
1: the the flip side of that is, uh, you he's probably making five million or so. For oh yeah, movie. no, yeah, you I know, don't want him to do it. I say the I say the opposite. Hey, take the movie while you can because <laughs> you're probably right. In a couple of years, those things are not going to be available to you anymore.
2: Yeah, that's but, uh, That's a great great argument.
1: But no, you're you're right though, there, Richard. There's a there's a precedent for car chase movies of the last decade or so really sucking if they're not involved with the uh, fast and furious yeah. franchise like i mean getaway with uh, what's his name ethan hawk earlier this this month or, or i guess in the beginning of september was like the worst reviewed movie of the year so um you know there's a lot of those sorts of movies and they they do not play out well and it really does i mean to, to further your point there i mean it I texted you guys when I saw the preview today and just said, is that really... I mean, is it a direct sequel to Breaking Bad? Not to get into spoilers here, but it really looks like yeah. it is uh, just... I, na- right I now get your text right after seeing yeah. the last episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah literally, I mean, it's just... It's, it's starts an
2: like, El Camino and goes forward.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's right right on the cusp of just being straight out of Breaking Bad, so, you know. But I say to Aaron Paul, cash in one, you can, bro, because you're probably right. He's probably going to be back on... A AMC type show, pretty pretty quickly. Yeah. I would think.
0: Yeah, Richard, I I totally see your point there with, um, with his potential, but not that I agree with it. But don't you think it could work to his advantage that he is everyone thinks of as him as Jesse Pinkman?
2: You know, because everyone yeah. seems to love Jesse Pinkman. Yes, he's a super endearing character. You know? My. He... Yeah, I mean there, there's there's an argument to be made. Um, everyone really yeah, we'll loved Anthony Edwards here. on ER too. I mean sure. it there's you know, sometimes people just love you where they love you. I, I don't know. I, I love I think he's a really talented actor. I think he yeah. could do other things. I, I yeah. really do. I just think he may have over embraced Breaking Bad.
0: We'll have to see. I, I really do think unlike Jeremy Renner, I think Aaron Paul has much more potential.
2: He does. He has charisma. Yeah, he sure. has
0: actual acting chops, like legit yeah. acting chops. I mean, Renner can pull a performance out of a great film. I'll mean, leave it to Catherine Bigelow, you know, but most yeah, of the he's, time he's a good actor, it's but he the has same to... thing. You're getting a squinty, like mumbling character. Great in action movies, but I see Aaron Paul as he can do action stuff, but, I mean, when it comes to intense dialogue and emotion, I think Aaron Paul wins the battle there for sure. I, don't I know hope you're too. right.
2: I, I love yeah. Aaron Paul, so I'm, I'm, I am i Super. Would I? I root for him. Yeah. I you also. Know, root for, I also root for the Dallas Cowboys. And what good is that?
0: Not <laughs> so you know, Aaron Paul gave up or passed on the role of uh, Bruce Willis's kid in the Live for Your Die Hard. Did you know that? Oh, oh really? really? Yeah. Good there choice. was there was rumors. I mean, if we had been doing this podcast last year, I'm sure we would have talked about it. But I mean, for a long time, it was going to be Aaron Paul and Bruce Willis in the new Die Hard. And for, for whatever reason. They picked some rando, or, or Aaron Paul got booked with Breaking Bad, and he couldn't do it or something. But, I mean, that could have been catastrophic. Yeah, good for that him. Movie. That movie's terrible. I still haven't seen it. But, well, but let me tell Steve you, Ryan. it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> when I was on planes over the summer, a couple of flights, every person sitting ahead of me that was a male over the age of 30... Was watching Live Free or Die Hard, and I just—well,
1: first of all, it's not called Live Free or Die Hard, Kent. It's a, a good, good day to good die day hard. To die get hard, it right.
0: Sorry, I got—I got Breaking Bad on the
1: brain with the Live Free or Die. <laughs> well, that is not the
2: not fourth coming. one, isn't it? Yeah, isn't
1: the f- yeah.
0: There oh, is, so there a is
1: one called Live Free or Die. Hard? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh. 2007,
0: yo. My bad, my bad. Oh, that's someone one, Justin <laughs> Long. Yeah, the, the cybercrime one. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. Good.
2: That's it's like the, the only 13, one I've seen like...
0: since the original. I think so. <laughs> it's crazy. I caught it on like TNT or something. Great. Um so
2: hey, Justin Long, there we go. There's the kind of career Aaron Paul may have. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Justin Long, what's he most known for? The dodgeball movies and the Mac commercials. Um, and, and Ed. Ed. <laughs>
2: Come on.
0: Ed. Oh, I guess. I'm not really you guys are the Ed guys of this podcast, so <laughs> talk about Ed. <laughs> Talk about Ed a
2: little bit, guys. Ed was a great show. He was a he was a bowling alley lawyer. He owned a bowling alley, and he was a lawyer, and he solved small town cases. But the cast was really good. Everyone except for Ed went on to great things. It had Roger Sterling from Mad Men. It has Girl from Modern Family. It had Justin Long. It had Jennifer Goodwin. I'm talking to some serious actors here for a CBS or NBC show, but it went away the way of the dodo. <laughs> yeah. not rec- and it's not on uh, They used really cool music too Throughout which was awesome Like Foo Fighters did the theme song And all this cool stuff Which was Ed, awesome yeah, Ed, Ed, <laughs> Ed, Ed, Ed. Ah! He's a born and I'm a lawyer um, <laughs> But because of that All the music rights are now so expensive for a DVD There will never be Ed will never, never be on DVD So like a whole generation can never experience it Like I did the magic of Ed
0: that's the same thing that happened with uh, The Wonder Years.
2: Yeah. And
1: WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah. And the music was too good for the show. Yeah. for It to be yeah. re-aired ever again.
2: That's it a weird much money. conundrum, you know, to be like, yeah. well, we can artistically pick some cool songs, but I don't know. It's too bad. The Wonder WKRP so was a great, great sitcom. I well, loved it. it. Was. I Seriously.
1: Know. I forgot about that show.
2: <laughs> it and would the still first, be
1: right now. The yeah. first season of that is on uh, is on dvd my parents own it and i borrowed it once and it's so weird because they they replaced all the music with with muzak basically and oh, wow. so it's really strange to uh to listen to or to, to watch the show and see them talk about And now we're gonna play you know something awesome and then it's like elevator music it's really strange it's uh, awesome. you know what
2: else is strange borrowing your parents copy of i know
1: wkrp, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> WKRP is awesome <laughs> Oh, it is awesome. That show.
2: it is awesome. it is awesome
0: you, I was Maul? gonna say that um that ne- I mean Wonder Years made it to Netflix, but they did that same thing. Yeah, they've replaced most of the you know Beatles songs with covers of the Beatles, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and like good. the themes, they couldn't even use the theme song, like the Joe Cocker. Yeah, uh, little help of my friends. Yeah, my friends. And so it's just some like cover of some random dude it sounds like a karaoke version or something <laughs> yeah. it's it's it changes the show it's dreadful that's terrible it's hard for me to watch the show again
1: somebody had to figure that out and like negotiate it into the contract from here on out you know no matter what format this takes you know yeah. we'll be able think, to use the music
2: i think they probably do now i'm sure they have it
1: now but i don't know we need to come on guys we need yeah. we need our shows the way they're supposed to be. i need
2: ed on dvd <laughs> i really i would watch the crap out of ed it's I bet It's still funny.
0: Is Ed the movie with,
2: yeah, um, <laughs> Matt LeBlanc and yeah, the monkey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the chimpanzee that plays baseball? Yeah. Why haven't we done it? Why haven't we done an Ed Pod? <laughs> we could get Grooves from the ticket to come
1: on and uh, be the fourth, the guest host. For Guys, it. if
0: the fans demand it, we gotta do it. So if yeah. we get enough <laughs> emails. Ed Pod is happening. Hashtag Edpod. Do,
2: we should do like a baseball movies. There's so many good like '90s baseball movies. We yeah. in league, the- league
1: three. Yeah,
2: um, little big league, where Ken Griffey Jr. is the villain.
0: Rookie of the year is the only Rookie one. Rookie of the year. year.
2: Come on, you got to do it, Kent. Come on, give me, give me Guard- some hoser!
1: <laughs> no, give me some Bregma.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, give me your- the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Brian, <laughs> Kent and I got through high school eighty percent of the time speaking as Lou Brigma. No, no exaggeration. No There's three keys to big league pitching: the three R's. I like to call them readiness, recuperation, and conditioning.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. That's why we're we were destined to be friends, even though I was so much older than you guys. Just so the listeners we'll, know. We'll be there.
0: Next time we do throwback episodes, we've done a few already. We've done Jurassic Park and Avengers and a few others. Next ones we're doing is going to be MacGruber and Rookie of the Year. Yes. Oh, yes. Like, it has to happen. That will be our Christmas, Gr- our Christmas bonus. You guys will be MacGruber a bonus. Episode? A Stocking Stuffer, MacGruber, and Rookie of the Year episode. There's no MacGruber episode of this show. No. no. I feel like we've <laughs> talked about MacGruber enough for me to edit down a full hour podcast. <laughs> Yeah, us just talking MacGruber, but it's um,
1: we've sure. We've never done a full episode, but don't
0: worry, we have a Riddick episode. We, believe so. it or not, we've talked over an hour probably about MacGruber, and we haven't <laughs> even talked about the movie. No. We've just talked about how funny it is. We've ne- we haven't actually talked about the movie. <laughs> so yeah, we, it definitely deserves a pod. But oh, absolutely!
2: I'm saying we do it right now. Let's whatever <laughs> we're doing. Yeah, it can't be that important. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wanted to mention one more thing before we. Before we jump into Breaking Bad talk here, Um, a lot of speculation came out and people were wondering before Breaking Bad, the final season aired, or the last half of the final season aired, who was going to die? You know, or or, was anyone going to get killed off? Who was going to survive? Yeah. And another show that we all have grown to know and love over the past uh, 25 years is doing the same thing. Uh, The Simpsons have announced that they are killing off a major character this season, on the show. Um, I think it might be a last bit desperation for them. Didn't to they do that before it was
2: Flanders' wife? Like, didn't they do the same exact bit ten uh, years ago? I think
0: it was the Matt Who Shot Mr. Burns episode was pretty big deal.
2: Yeah, but they did um, one with, they killed Flanders' wife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but
0: I don't know if that was a season finale or premiere. Yeah, or but I think 50s. it was a, They.
2: I remember them making a big deal out of it. Like, who will, one of these characters will die. Yeah. I did, yeah, yeah. now but, that you mentioned that. By the
0: way, if you haven't watched The Simpsons in the past, say, five to ten years, which it's perfectly likely that you haven't, yeah, because, I, haven't. I mean, I was so into The Simpsons in the 90s, and, like, yeah. literally the past ten, five or ten years, I've caught maybe two episodes a season, but if you haven't caught up with it, there, there's, it's changed a lot. I mean, there's characters married to each other that you would be like, wait, <laughs> they're married?
2: They're like, yeah. You know what I'm talking
0: about? It's, like, weird yeah. now. Yeah. They're just trying yeah. to pull every possible storyline that they can out of this. Uh, so my question for you guys is: uh, Knowing this news that a character is going to get killed off, who do you think it's going to be,
1: Brian? I uh, I heard somewhere, I think uh, on a on a radio show today they they'd said it was going to be somebody who had won an Emmy for the character. So. The ones that they named off, obviously you don't, th- you ca- it can't be Homer or Bart or one of the like real core characters. I would guess it's going to be like Apu or Smithers. Uh, something. Who is the other one? The t- what's the teacher's name? Uh, the woman. Awful. Yeah, yeah. Those two have. Those were on a list of like seven names that had won an Emmy, and I was like, those those sound like the most likely. I would put my money on Apu. That that sounds like. Something that uh, I don't know. You you could probably deal without that character at this point, but it would still be a big deal. So, yeah, that's what I'd go with.
0: Man, it's it's tough, Richard. Any thoughts?
2: Uh, no, I didn't know that you're breaking this news to me. So maybe they'll bring back Mrs. <laughs> I just Landers off the top of your head.
0: <laughs> who do you think's most likely to go? Who can they kill off? Like Brian said, and still people be excited about seeing. Or you know, tweeting up about it, but not ruining the show or in any way. You know what I mean? Skinner. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Skinner. I could. I could see that. I could see maybe uh, Mo, Barney. You know that one of Homer's crew guys. Uh, man, it's Grandpa. Is he yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a idea. But I don't think has Ca- Castellaneta won an Emmy for Homer.
1: Yes. I i mean, just from what I'd heard earlier today, they, the what I'd heard was like, it was Homer, um, Bart, <sighs> Apu, man, Bart, I can't remember. I'm no sorry. Way. There's no way there, they're
0: killing Bart off.
1: Yeah, there's no way, but they, they named off like seven, seven people yeah, <laughs> that, that the characters <laughs> had been, like whoever voiced the character won an Emmy for, and Homer and Bart were both, were, were two of them. Um, I can't remember the other ones anymore, but I, I mean, obviously you can't imagine that it's actually going to be a Simpson. It's got to be one of the surrounding characters. So I would guess just one of the various characters that Hank Azaria voices so he can take one, one more voice <laughs> off or something. I don't know. But, uh, I, Abu's, I booze. Th- I think that's a pretty good, that's where I'm going to put my money. My, my fictional money. Nice. Uh, you mean
2: don't gamble hard cash on Simpsons characters.
1: I mean, we could, you know.
2: Let's <laughs> try to – let's
0: predict now. Let's predict right now. You think it's going to be Apu, Richard? Yeah. Name somebody.
2: I'm going Skinner.
0: Okay, you're going Skinner. I'm going to go uh, – who did I say earlier? I feel like I had a good guess earlier. You said Mo or Barney. Uh, Moe or Barney. I don't think those are significant. Uh, Grandpa. Grandpa. Know, yeah. I think it's me, okay. Grandpa. All right. So we'll have to see. Yeah. Right, anything else you guys want to mention for movie news before we get into this Breaking Bad convo? No, let's do it. All right, man, Brian. Yeah.
1: So, have you did you binge watch this
0: the past few weeks? Dude,
1: I binge watched so hard on this. This is the most hardcore binge I've ever done. Yeah, like I'm not. I had seen. I think I had seen three episodes at one point or another. I started watching like a year ago and then just decided it was too serious for what I was looking for at the time. And so, uh, stopped watching. So I, I think I started watching this after I finished with my Sons of Anarchy rewatch. Sons of Anarchy started like the first week of September. So I watched 61 episodes of this in less than a month. And a week of that I was on vacation, I didn't watch any of it. So I watched 61 episodes in probably two and a half weeks, would be my, my guess. I mean, I just, every single day, this is all I did, was just sit down and, and crank through episode after episode. Yeah,
0: I, I did the same thing, and I'm finishing up college as we speak, and I haven't pulled an all-nighter since I, since I went back to finish school. Yeah, yeah the first all, all-nighter I pulled was to binge watch Breaking Bad before this really? podcast. Wow! So there shows you where my priorities are, guys. Nice. No, so like, cool. Yeah. So yeah, man, I was just I was feeling it too, man. I, I, I watched the first two seasons, probably like you said, Brian, of probably a year, year or two years ago. Uh huh. And it felt this. I felt the same way. It was just. I think it was after. It was only season one, actually, that I watched. It was after the episode. Um, the whole Bathtub Acid episode. Yeah. And after that, yeah. I was so impressed by that, kind of, as, for being a TV show, I was like, there's no way it can get any better, really. Mm-hmm. And I stopped watching it for a long time, because <laughs> I knew how awesome it was, you know? Yeah. And I was, I knew I would catch up eventually. And so I finally did, and man, was I ever mistaken, this this show just goes a wall. It really does. It just goes insane. Um so let's let's get into it, Richard. What was your experience watching the
2: show? Uh, I binged on it two summers ago, and then I've been live since. Okay. So John Mark got me into it, a guy we know. Sorry, podcast listeners. Uh, he's he's like a early P one on it, and then uh, I got into it. Uh, I got into it a little, a little late, so uh, but yeah, enjoyed it. But uh, we'll, I'll wait for spoilers to talk more. <laughs> Clearly, but uh, you know what? That's I Richard's
0: review of Breaking Bad, everybody. <laughs>
2: you know what? But honest to God, it's the, it's the truth. I You know what? I really like this show. But, like, I don't, like, viscerally enjoy it like a lot of people do. I mean, I, I completely respect it and, and think it's a masterpiece and all mm-hmm. that, you know, actually. But I just, there's other shows I like more, which is sure. rare, I know. Yeah, this
0: definitely doesn't strike me as a as a Barden show. I, I definitely see you more of a Mad Men newsroom yeah. Guy.
2: Yeah. Mad so, Men guy. Yeah, I'm a Mad Men guy. I'm a 30 percent of the time newsroom guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then yeah, but I, I mean, I, I, like I said, this is probably a better show than Mad Men. It probably means more culturally. I completely acknowledge all that. I just mean, like, if I'm in a room and there's a new episode of Breaking Bad and a new episode of Mad Men on the DVR, I'm gonna watch the DVR first.
0: Yeah, I. I can see you being that way and our listeners probably can agree with that. O'Brien, talk to me about about the show, you know. We've seen this we've seen the entire, you know, the entire chronology of Breaking Bad in the past 2 weeks. Um, right. so our thoughts are very fresh. Just talk to me, we're all about your thoughts on non-spoiler as much as you can. I mean, you can talk about some of your favorite moments and all sure. that, so go for it.
1: Man, it's uh I'm kind of with you, first of all, Richard. I, 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 don't. I did not enjoy watching the majority of this sh- the way that I think a lot of other people do. Um, but it is an incredible show, and I, we can. I, I'd love to debate later where it ranks in terms of. Yeah, that's coming great, up at the end. Yeah, the great dramas of our of our time. Um, I don't know that there's ever that I've ever seen a character on a TV show transition quite the way that uh, the Walter White does um, with such depth and with such extremes. Um, you know, the, from where he go from where he starts to where he ends up is sure. uh, and and the way in which he gets there is. I mean, that's what makes the show obviously is is his transition from, um, good, hardworking chemistry teacher to, uh, crystal meth kingpin of the, uh, of the uh, Southwest. Um, man, it's, uh, it's, it's such a, it was such a dark ride, um, (laughs) to cram all of that into, into two or three weeks, uh, was, was kind was probably rough on my, my general attitude and outlook on life, because I mean, it really is a dark experience. Um, but man, just from character standpoint, one of the best shows of all time. Story standpoint, it does an excellent job of staying very simplistic throughout. There's not a whole lot of time spent on the uh, on the B story. You know, it, it doesn't waste much time, which I I greatly appreciate. I think a lot of shows like this, it, the depth that they try to take you to with the side characters and the side plots and whatnot kind of takes away from the show. And at the end of the day, I mean, this show from beginning to end is all about Walt and Jesse and there's really, um, very little else that matters Mm -hmm. too much. And, uh, as such, you get these great side characters and I, I'd love to talk about, season four in particular uh here in a minute but these great side characters that really are side characters rather than um extra leading characters if that makes sense um i think even i mean madman i think madman is a much more oh man a much deeper show than oh, really? breaking bad is much more hard like you have to pay attention to every single yeah. line and part of that is because beyond don draper there are about i would say at least a half dozen if not a dozen characters who are vying for time as the leading character the leading actor uh, well, Breaking Bad does, really doesn't do that, and I and I, I appreciate that because, it, like I said, it really gives you an opportunity to just watch how all of these other characters and their lives uh, revolve around Walt and and Jesse to a, a little bit of a lesser extent, um, and therefore, like the damage that <laughs> that Walt does to them, either directly or indirectly, and I think that that's a, I mean, it's not a cool experience, but it. From just from a a, a storytelling standpoint, it's a fascinating experience to to go through that from that perspective.
0: Hey what's up, ma'am fam Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh, it's sourced from local farms. That's BlueApron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron. BlueApron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Sure, I, I feel the same way. And let's start, let's talk about it chronologically, I guess. Let's talk about the first few seasons here um seasons 1 and 2 it it really it really takes a turn after season 2 yeah you know, towards something different which we'll get to but i i really think that the cream of the show i mean there's a lot of great action and there's some my favorite episodes of the show besides one or two are in the last few seasons yeah but i think that the first two seasons are just so iconic and the specifically this this play between Walt and Jesse uh, when they're in the RV and when they're out in the desert together and they're cooking the meth and I just think that those scenes are is some of the best television ever you know just those two guys working out their problems and relationships and forming this new friendship and partnership together it was it's just I I mean I was just I, that, that's my favorite part of the show was the, the, mm. the direct you know, Walt and Jesse together, um, hashing it out uh, before things go crazy. So it was just really interesting. I mean, it's such a great idea for a show. I mean, can we it just is. say that first of all? Yeah. Um, and it's amazing that they cram so much into five seasons. And you know, The Walking Dead gets gets a lot of criticism for not much has happened in three seasons. You know, right. it's a lot of talking and just. A lot of time goes between big things that happen, and I don't feel like that didn't happen in Breaking Bad, but it was—it's such a great. It still didn't feel rushed, you know what I mean? It—the right amount of big stuff happened every episode. Like you feel like every episode meant something to the show. Um, but the first two seasons are great. I mean, they just keep piling it on at the beginning. I mean, okay, okay, so this guy's a teacher. Now he's gonna sell meth. Well, that's interesting. Oh wait, he has cancer. Okay, that that adds something to this, right. you know. And then he goes home, you're like, oh my gosh, his kid's got CP. Holy crap, this is gonna yeah. this is gonna be crazy. Oh my god, his wife is pregnant. What is gonna happen here, you know? And this kid Jesse, whose life is falling apart, you know, you just know it was gonna get crazy, which it does. Um, so, what did you guys think of the first, you know, how they introduced the characters and and all that, uh, Richard? I haven't heard from you, so.
2: Well, that's I mean. <laughs> While the first few seasons might be, I think the later seasons definitely were a lot bigger in terms of um, events that happened. I, I know there's sort of that lull in season two. Yeah. I think everyone tends to hit uh, and may not be as quote-unquote interesting later on. But what, what that does, what those first few seasons do so effectively is while still moving along the plot and all that stuff is really lay the baseline and really lay the the control group to the extreme explosions of, of seasons three through, you know, six uh, or five, whatever, you know, however they do. Um, and so that that was really uh, – I, I, you really appreciate those first few seasons um, a lot more later on with, with the context of the later ones. But I, I will say watching them, you're right, Kent, the initial setup is great, but then it's kind of like, okay, where's this really going? Yeah. I don't really want to watch the workings of an Albuquerque low-level meth dealer, uh, yeah. but then you know once he sort of starts growing within the business, that's when it really kicks off, to right. me at least. Yeah. No, I I totally agree. I the
1: that spell in the second season, it it did start to feel like, and I may have texted you guys this because I at about halfway through the second season, I was not sold on where we were going because it started to feel almost like a a procedural on like NBC or something because it just felt like what you were getting was every episode was Walt tells Jesse to do this. Jesse finds a way to screw it up Walt gets pissed. And then somehow at the end they figure out a way out of it. And then the next episode, Walt tells Jesse to do something. Jesse screws it up. You know what I mean? And just, it started to feel very, um, repetitive, but, but just as you said, Richard, all these things, uh, it, when you look at it season to season and episode to episode were, are kind of frustrating and not that great, but when you look at it as a whole, it makes you feel like uh, Vince Gilligan, uh, who we haven't really mentioned, but the show creator, Vince Gilligan, um, like he, he had a plan the entire time, which, you know, you assume he did, but that's not always the case. And so uh, it, it, those, those episodes look much better now, having finished it all out than they did uh as you were going through them i think
0: yeah i I agree and let's let's and if y'all don't have anything to say about the first two other than it's just a good setup um it's like i said that episode with the the bathtub and the acid i mean that just took tv to another level in my eyes
2: that's true
0: it's just an insane insane episode i can't it might be like the second or third episode of the entire series when that goes down yep and that's just stuff you won't even see in movies you know it's just crazy visceral intense real you know yeah um it was just insane so I definitely suggest watching that episode if you're not really familiar with this series that'll kind of give you a good idea of what's to come so let's talk about when when Walt and Jesse sort of take their operation uh, to the next level so where where do you think Brian the the series sort of took a turn for the better
1: um and you could really get on board. You know, as I, I love Walt, and I really came to love Jesse, I think like everybody. I don't think that that's an uncommon um, feeling. I really came to love Jesse over the last couple of seasons. The best characters in this show are are Saul Goodman and Mike, and especially Gustavo. When, when they brought in, uh, what's his name, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, and the way that they build up his character... Um, where he just he's he's so mysterious and slowly you you get a little bit more of him and a little bit more of him and he's always such a quiet menacing figure um, the show completely it, it went to another level for me uh, to the point that without again without getting into spoilers, I kind of wish that the show would have ended at the end of season four. I kind of think that that's the perfect the perfect into what they were trying to do Uh here. And I don't know that it ever got any better once, once Gus was out of the picture. Uh, I just, he was such the perfect, uh, protagonist, or excuse me, antagonist to, to Walt and the, the back and forth that they had of, of, of Walt constantly trying to figure out, a way to get out from under Gus's thumb and Gus always being one step ahead of him was to me that kind of cat and mouse game was unbeatable television I mean it was just incredible to watch and uh uh-huh. and I so I think the third and fourth season while the fifth and I'm just gonna go ahead and call it the fifth and sixth season even though it's yeah. really technically one the fifth and sixth season were both uh, outstanding I don't think it can be I think season four, Boy, truly, might be the best season of television that I've ever seen from a drama. I mean, it's that yeah. that good? Um, and the the conclusion to it is just uh, just fantastic. That's I, to me, that's the best episode of the show.
0: Period. Oh, is totally, the, the man! I season four. It once the whole Los Polios Hermanos aspect mm-hmm. came into the show. Uh man, I got I really really got on board there and I agree Brian, that's definitely where where it takes a good turn. Uh the Gustavo character is like you said Brian, he's so mysterious. You don't know yep. whether to be scared of him. You don't know whether he's looking out for the guys or not. Um just a really great uh antagonist by by Gilligan. I don't know if he had planned Gustavo when they started the series. Right. But he I mean, was just such a great way thing to build up to and like you said once it ends it's really the climax of the series um specifically in season 4 they and we're we're going into spoiler territory now uh by the way so go go watch the end of breaking bad um if you're listening to this episode you've probably seen it anyway cuz you want to avoid spoilers um so the episode the bugging the car episode yeah. yeah might be my favorite episode all of all of breaking bad when the where um where Hank uh, convinces Walt to go yeah. bug uh, Gustavo's car. And, oh my gosh, the tension there was so yeah.
1: so amazing. Well, you get this great... To me, that's almost like the last moment... It's not the last moment, but one of the last glimpses of Walt's uh, more human side, his good yeah. side, you know, because he really is truly looking out for Hank. And doesn't want Hank to get caught in the middle of, of what's going on. And I mean, he'd really do anything to, to prevent that. Um, and that you're, yeah, you're right. That, the bugging episode, like when he goes and talks to Gus and just says, I, you know, I didn't do it. And he's basically pleading for Hank's life. It's a, it's a very powerful moment and it's made more powerful by the fact that he really hasn't shown much of that side of Walter White in, in, in a long time.
0: Yeah, Richard thoughts on, uh,
2: Gus Gus Spring. Gus is great. And you mentioned Hank. I mean, that's that's just an unbelievable character. Hank, I think, too, is is so underrated, especially in those last few seasons. Um, where he goes from more of a laughing stock to almost this sort of glue to the whole story. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, You're rooting
0: for Hank more than yeah. R.
2: Waltz. Sometimes. Yeah, it really takes this weird change. He's such a likable uh character um no i think i i, I could agree with you guys more i mean season four of breaking bad just about as good as it gets um and that was the first season i watched live yeah and Man. uh it was just like maddening from on a week-to-week basis um but gosh what a
0: it's just another I mean, one of those things. Like I don't know
2: what to say what you guys have. It. I'm, I'm trying to think yeah. of an original thought here. I'm, I'm sorry.
0: It's just one of those things where, I mean, like I said before, I mean, you just keep piling it on here. Oh, by the way, you mean his brother-in-law works for the DEA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just insane amount of drama and irony here that the, the, for them to be able to make it work is unbelievable. Sure. And it all ties together in a neat little bow, arguably at the end. Um, but it just goes, it gets so dark. Yeah. Um, once they. I guess once Gus is out of the picture. The way they, they kill Gus, by the way, is crazy. The way Walt kills Gus is just perfect. Yeah. yeah. You, well, it, you, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You go ahead. Go ahead there. I just love seeing Walt put his intelligence to use there, you know? Yeah. And something else he does in the last episode, but mainly um, raking up that wheelchair as a bomb. Yeah. Just. Just. And. <laughs> Before that, when he tries to blow up Gus and it doesn't work, when he doesn't have yeah. the car, the oh, car man. bomb, yeah. There's just so many freaking good scenes. I just can't Seriously. S- stop thinking about it. Um, yeah. But once he's out of the picture, it just goes crazy, and you—that's the point where you're like, "Is Walt? What's Walt going to do here? Here's yeah. his way out. I mean, it's yeah. over." And you sort of see Walt get, going down that path towards back towards his family there, um, but he doesn't really do it um so yeah. brian what were you gonna say sir no th-
1: I, that's what i would argue i like i said the fifth and sixth season are great i would argue that after the end of the fourth season for me personally walter i mean up to that point walt had been kind of a well not a typical but uh had been the anti-hero and we we've seen that done many times before I think once you got past the end of that season four, where you get the reveal that he had poisoned the kid, I think you'd... I I honestly, if you had ended it at that point, you get to leave on a note where there's debate about who Walt White really is and what kind of person he really is. I think once he crossed that threshold and you move into season five and six, he's no longer an anti-hero, he's simply a villain. And yeah, that, yeah, I, I don't know that that I mean, I'm not going to say that they lost that because I, I mean, obviously, that was the intent. And I, I, I certainly won't fault uh, Gillian for going down that road. But I do think that it, it did change the tone of the show. And maybe that's exactly what he you know, what they were trying to do um, from a selfish standpoint, as somebody who had been rooting for Walt hard for four seasons, um, in spite of all the bad things that he was doing, you know, yeah. Um, you kind of wish that it would have ended at that point because then you could hold on to you could see the turn coming but you didn't have to experience it for eight you know for 16 more episodes. Um, and I'm not sure if not to fast forward completely to the end of the entire thing, but I'm not sure that we got personally that I got quite enough redemption from Walt to make up for where he's come in the last two sure. seasons.
0: Sure. At the end of season four, you can't root for Walt anymore. Right. You're just praying and hoping and crossing your fingers that he does the right thing after that. You don't think as a person he will do it anymore. You know, it's like I think Gilligan was talking about in the past few days, he's been doing so much press. I think I saw online he was just saying that it just got to a point where Walt knew that he had done so much that there was no turning back. You know? Yeah. And once that point is reached, you just feel so so much for Skyler and for his his son and everything and his family just not knowing what to do because what what would you do if you're Skyler, you know? Yeah. And what what did you think of of Anna Gunn as a as a character here?
1: Yeah, I I kind of don't get the the hate for Skyler. Um, I actually. Knowing that there was so much hate out there, I expected her character to turn out much different than it than she did. Um, I mean, I, I thought it was a a great portrayal, and I, I liked that they that Gilligan let her in on what was happening. And man, I thought she had maybe the most realistic progression out of anybody on this any character on the show. I thought that she, I mean. Going from, you know, completely oblivious housewife to she suspects things but she can't quite figure it out, to hating him, to hating him but still joining in on what he's doing to, you know, almost completely breaking down from the guilt. I thought that that was a, 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 very, um, a very intelligent way to progress her character. And I thought she did a great, I thought Anna Gunn did an excellent job throughout of, uh, of carrying that forward. Um, so I kind of don't understand the, uh, the backlash, uh, the outspoken backlash against, uh, Skylar over the last couple of years.
0: Yeah. She's just so numb to it all most Mm -hmm. of the time. And I think that's where she gets so much criticism is like, she, she acts so much, you know, like she doesn't want to be a part of that life. And when she does talk, it's, how much she hates Walt, you know, it's, yeah. she's never really by his side, even though she is by his side. And yeah. it's, it's, it's just a dilemma, you know, what would you do in that right. situation? I think, like you said, she does, she makes an actual progression here. And, we'll, we'll talk about the last episode here in a minute, but I, for a long time, I thought the series, the series was going to end with, um, Skylar murdering Walt, you know, and keeping all the money. And her Uh and and the kids moving away somewhere and being happy, or her murdering him and never telling the son about what happened. You know, just be like, "Well, you and dad got divorced. He moved away. Whatever." Right. But the fact that she always she had the chance so many times to do that, you know. Yeah. She could have killed him in her sleep if she wanted to, poisoned him, whatever. It just didn't happen. But it's crazy. Um, The teamwork that they go through to cover all this up uh, in front of the yeah. family is just that's that's what's crazy about this about the premise of the show you just wonder at the beginning how long can walt keep this up you know yeah before he a dies or b goes to jail right and after season four where he's like okay gustavo's dead my family's alive okay now i'm gonna keep doing this right well, that's yeah. that's just like the point where you're like why are you you know something bad is going to happen there there's yeah. no way after that point that you get out of this situation fine
2: um, but so they kind of address that in the finale in a way too um, yeah. we, yes we, i did it for me i i liked it you know that whole that whole scene which was a great scene not to not to get too we'll, ahead of ahead we'll myself. talk about
0: that in a second i want to mention what did you think of todd the character i um and the episode my favorite episode maybe of Breaking bad is the train heist episode. <laughs> I just freaking that was something straight out of a a blockbuster movie that sequence uh-huh. where they're stealing the the meth liquid out of the train. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my heart's racing thinking about it. That was such <laughs> such a freaking amazing episode of TV. Oh my gosh. So yeah, man, it's just the the the, the concepts here and then the the whole after that they they do the whole infumigating the houses with the tents and that's yeah. their cover. I mean, it's just so clever. Oh, it blows my mind how they how they <laughs> could think of all this. I mean, people are doing... Vince gill The FBI should be investigating Vince Gilligan. Because <laughs> you know? it's all so perfect and it's, uh, it's like what a meth dealer would really do or probably are really doing out there. Um, but yeah, it just takes a crazy turn in season five and gets insanely dark super, super fast. Mainly when Todd... Uh, and his family uncle, yeah. Uh, some murders go down. So Brian, talk about talk about the end of season, I guess five B or six, and the wrap up of the show and how it all came to an end.
1: Man, Todd is a mm, that's a creepy dude, and it's so weird to see him because uh he, he Jesse Plemons is the the guy's the actor's uh-huh. name. He uh, he played <laughs> the complete opposite type of character on Friday Night Lights, which is one of my favorite shows. And so it's so weird to see an actor go from one extreme to the other with that sort of thing. Um, man, I... Uh, goodness. The, this last half of this, or the sixth season, or whatever you want to call it, it kind of was a blur to me. I mean, I really plowed through those last episodes in such a hurry um, that it's all kind of run together. For me, it was a little anti- because i think the biggest uh point of tension in the entire show was always going to be whether hank was going to catch up to walt and once that comes to a head um and you get that incredible and sad moment in the desert you know when uh when hank gets one when when hank looks at walt and says uh, you know for the the you know, smartest guy in the world and or s- smartest guy I know and you didn't, you couldn 't figure out that he 'd already made up his mind ten minutes ago and then takes the bullet to the head i mean yeah. it's a it was a little bit anticlimactic from there on because that 's the big thing that 's what you 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 always knew this was heading towards was hank and and walt um, and so you you don 't quite get i I'm, I'm kind of glad that it didn 't go that route, but there 's a part of me that needed. Hank and Walt to have a final showdown against each other. Yeah. Not, I loved uh, the way it went. You know, when the episode, I think it's called Blood Money.
0: When, Brian, I mean not Brian, Walt. I was gonna say Brian Cranston. When Walt tells tells Hank, you know the 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 cat's out of the bag type thing. Yeah. You know, oh my gosh, you just wait for that the entire series. Right. And it's just a great moment there. Yeah. And. Man, it gets it definitely gets crazy. How did you think it was going to end? Um, personally I thought What were you thinking at the end of, you know, season 3 four? What were you thinking was going to happen? Well,
1: you you know there's no way. I mean, our history with this kind of television show tells us there's no way that Walt White ends up alive after after you get to to the end of season 4 there's no chance he can't live through at, at the end of the, sh- the show and for me it, it had to have ended the way it did the only exceptions to that were that Jesse that Jesse kills Walt um, and honestly that might have been the most satisfying ending uh, or but you knew it ended with Jesse and Walt in some sort of a showdown there's no I mean, the, the way it ended was was kind of perfect that you know Jesse let, you know walked away from it, but those two had to come to a final conclusion, um, even more than, than Hank and Walt, but it had to end the way it did, or Jesse kills Walt, or the the third option I think, was Walt in, literally dies of cancer. I think that that could have also been a dies alone, uh, a very poetic death. With uh, of cancer, that's how it started, and 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 that's how how it would end. But there was never any chance that Walt made it out of this alive. It's never it's
0: it hasn't been confirmed that he didn't die of cancer though, kind of, because the last few episodes, they really he was really coughing up a lung there at the end, you know. Yeah, maybe he did. Maybe he did die. I mean, he was only shot like once in the leg or side or whatever. You know, you never know what they're. Wow. Maybe they were. Maybe they did it for both. He died both ways. Sure. That way. Sure. Um, But, I mean, it could have gone so many ways. Richard, what did you think was going to happen?
2: I really had no idea until this season. I started kind of figuring out with the flashbacks that something like, you know, that he was going to go in after Jesse, uh, maybe not purposefully, but that, you know, that whole white supremacist supremacist storyline would tie up Uh, and probably be the climactic scene, which I, I was right on that. Um, but I really had no idea what would happen. Uh, you know, the, uh, I can't remember their names, sorry, the, the chemistry colleagues of his, oh. uh, yeah, counting them and the giving the money was really cool. Cause you're, you're wondering, you know, with him, his criminal background and Skyware, how, the how matter are people, he means yeah, to. yeah. The gray matter people. How, how are, how's he going to get this money to, to Walt Jr. That was a, that was a really kind of darkly funny scene. I thought with yeah. the, the, uh, laser flames. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Skinny Pete.
2: Yeah. What okay. an awesome way that
0: that mic went out, by the way. What? That mic? Oh, yeah. yeah when yeah. when he, like, sorry. when he deposited all the stuff into the safety deposit boxes and, you know, then dies Absolutely. looking at a sunset on a river yeah. or whatever. So awesome. And he's like, tell, tells Walt to uh, shut up so I can die in peace or something. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just awesome um so man it, i i don't think we've told how it how it ends have we no i don't i don't think so we've kind of been dancing should, around it should we should we t- Brian, you can go
2: for it it was all malcolm in the you middle prequel yeah it all <laughs> 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 turned into malcolm in the middle yeah so yeah. basically no, the, walter white
1: cool.
0: at walter white at the end um he stays at the car wash opens a really successful chain of car washes <laughs> Great, yeah and uh, becomes known as america's car wash king and right. that's the end. I And no more cancer. He's he's more fine. Cancer.
1: Yeah. No. So, no go I, ahead, Brian. I, I loved it. I thought it was a I thought it was a very clean ending. Maybe maybe a little too clean if we're being honest, but that's alright. You know, that's what see, that's what series finales are for, is for putting a bow on things. Um but I, you know, if you're gonna go out, it had built to that for the entire season, uh, with him I mean, I'm pretty sure the first the first scene of the first episode of this season was him was Walt purchasing the, uh, the machine gun. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought it, I, I'm not the first to mention this. I read a, a recap for, on uh, Grantland from, from Andy Greenberg, but he mentioned the, uh, Green wall, my bad green. Gosh. Sorry. Gosh. Sheesh. Um,
2: <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry. On.
1: Um, <laughs> No, he, he mentioned the, the kind of uh, symmetry, I guess, of the machine gun staying in the trunk, you know, because it, it's, it's in the trunk the entire season as far as we're concerned, and it stays in there because he rigs it to to spring out and just blow all the Nazis away um, just from in the trunk. It's kind of a cool way of doing things. And then Jesse gets his moment of, of revenge against Todd, which that also absolutely had to happen for this to be anything close to a satisfying conclusion to the series. Jesse had to have that, that opportunity to gain his own revenge, um, for, for everything for Andrea and for being a slave for the last year. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a very, I think it's a very tidy into a series that maybe wasn't always that tidy. So but uh, like I said, that's kind of what you should expect from a series finale at this point. And so I have. Did you no say wish. how it ends? He kills all the guys, and then him and Jesse have a speed. So releases, releases Jesse. They have a moment where it looks like Jesse might shoot him, and then Jesse run, walks away, drives off in an El Camino straight into the set of Need for Speed, and uh, and then <laughs> they Walt... had to have set that up though, yeah. You know, and then when Walt they... dies in the lab. So
0: Walt does. He spends his last. Breathing moments in a in a meth lab, yeah. and the song it plays at the end is just so fitting and great. <laughs> you just, I really thought though that that he would end up with Skylar and the
1: family, and they would all have happily ever after. That's how I thought it was gonna end. I, I I don't think there was any way that it could after. Yeah, from see if it would have ended again at season four, I think that's what ends up happening. But where he came in the last two seasons, there's just no way for him to not. There's just no way for him to live and not be in jail. It's just not. I think he yeah. they, he put himself in a position where it could not end happily for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk mention about Breaking Bad? Where does it let's uh, let's do this little thing before we before we wrap it up? Where does this show rank on the greatest shows of all time? I was listening earlier to the uh, the CBS affiliate here in here in Dallas on the radio, and they were talking that it's hands down the the best drama of all time in their eyes. I mean, I, to be honest, I I was watching, I mean, and all this talk has come out in the past few weeks of people saying, great show of all time, all this, you know, there's a lot of speculation and talk about that right now. And while that was going on, I was binge watching this show and I was thinking to myself, I was like, I really don't know if that's true until the last season. Yeah. And then it's kind of cemented it for me. I was like, okay. You know this this deserves it at this point because I mean at the like you said there's just some there's some dead moments in there and uh, I don't having said that it was a great you know idea for a show I don't know and you guys can not to start a whole another debate but I don't know if this show l- met its potential I'm just saying that I think <laughs> they could have done so much with the premise of a meth dealer who has the best meth in the world, you know, and for them to do Los Pollos Hermanos and a few other stuff. I mean, it's, while it was great five seasons, I think they could have stretched it to eight and it would have been doing just as good as season five or whatever, just because it's such a great and interesting premise. And, um, yeah, it's hard to, it's, it really is hard to, you know, narrow it down to five seasons of what happens to this guy, but. Uh yeah, I, I like how it wrapped up. And um, anything else you guys want to say? Where do you where do you think it ranks, Brian? Right up um, there. I would put it. I would put Sherlock I, up there still, as far as drama. I love Sherlock still. I I do, and yeah, I think that's, I can't. I can't I even put go.
1: Sherlock in the conversation
2: because it's only three. It's three episodes. Yeah. You know what I
1: mean? Like it's really easy. I mean, six episodes, but three episodes a season. Yeah. Really no, I
2: know those, those are almost TV movies. In yeah. Right.
1: yeah, yeah. To me, that's a that's a mini series or a TV. That's a totally different conversation. I'll, um
2: you I'll go, go. go. Richard Mad Men will be. We'll see how it ends because that's a yeah. big part of it. So Mad Men could end terribly. Uh, I, I'm willing <laughs> to put Breaking Bad ahead of it if Mad Men end, ends in just because. Well, maybe Breaking Bats was well, – the last episode was kind of devoid of shocks or twists and turns, it certainly was very tight and very well done. Pardon me. Yeah. Uh, so that Mad Men will be up there. Sopranos is still up there for me. Uh, the Wire, but The Wire – The Wire kind of fades with time. To me, it doesn't it's – such, it's such a well-done, especially acted, such an incredibly acted and written show. Yeah. And uh, Simon's or what's his name's a genius, but um, uh, gosh, I don't know where I'll put this. This definitely, I mean, it's definitely top five, yeah. Uh, definitely. I gotta put well, obviously, CSI Miami is up there. <laughs> uh, <Ow! laughs> um, looks like he's finally breaking bad. <laughs> <Ow>! <laughs> That's how, <helped>. um. <laughs> Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think. What am I missing? What's another great drama the last few years? I I'm... I'm, i don't watch Game of Thrones. I know that's great, but I don't like the yeah. woods. I
0: don't know. West Wing. Um I'm trying yeah, to think the know. past few years. ER. What West are great dramas?
2: West Wing. Sorkin's great and all that. I mean, when he's not being too preachy. West Wing's great and, and, and deserves a special recognition because it was on a network. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a totally different and yeah. it's really admirable to pull that off without cable and not to mention doing, like, 22 episodes a year as opposed yeah. to 13. Uh, so that's that's definitely you're right. That's that's a really good one, Kent. Um, what else? I don't watch the zombie, the walking, the zombies. No,
1: that isn't. Don't worry. That it's is not, not as happen. good. No, no, it
0: won't. It's not in the conversation. It's no. a good show, but it's not. I mean, just Breaking Bad. I mean, to, yeah. for them to not give Cranston the... The Emmy at the end of this after yeah. after I watched oh, the last season, I was like, "Yeah, this, this is in where, the bag." What are they smoking,
1: he, man? Yeah, yeah him, him and Air Paul both. They they've got, we, got next year in the bag. That's yeah. I don't even think that's a question. Yeah, yeah. for me, I my t- I was thinking before the show. I've never seen The Wire. I mean, I've seen an episode or two. Um, it's my next. Once I've let the uh, let the air clear a little bit after Breaking Bad, I think The Wire is my next project. Watch something
2: funny next, like... yeah,
1: oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I'll probably watch a couple of seasons of Curb or something like that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Before I head into The Wire, <laughs> so I've never seen The Wire. My my number five, I'd have The Shield, at number five,
2: Friday yeah, Night Lights. That. At right.
1: number four, I would put Breaking Bad at three. With s- kind of similar to what Richard said, if if I think this last year of Mad Men was was kind of down. Um, if it doesn't finish strong, I could, I could certainly jump, I could certainly jump Breaking Bad above Mad Men, but I, for my money, Mad Men is a better show than Breaking Bad was overall. Uh, number one for me is Sopranos. And I, I, I think it, I don't know that anything's ever going to pass that because I, it, it just completely changed the landscape of television. I mean, think I, I have to. Even if I tried to not factor that in, the fact that there was no blueprint for what they did, uh, man, sure. just it makes it such an incredible achievement, makes it maybe even better than it than it really is. It's you know like I, mean? uh,
2: I had this argument with a friend who's not a big Bob Dylan fan. He was talking about he was naming all these singer-songwriters in the 70s and 80s that he said were better. And I said, even if, if your argument is true, the reason those singer-songwriters are better would be that they had the advantage of listening to Bob Dylan Bob sure. Dylan didn't have the advantage of listening to himself to learn anything, and Sopranos is <laughs> kind of that way too. Like, so I mean, so much of that anti-hero of of Draper or, or um, Walter White that are so based upon uh, Tony Soprano, and there was nothing for Tony Soprano to be based on. Yeah, right? and so totally, yeah. to me, that's like worth a hundred points. I think yeah. that's really valid.
1: I mean, it's it's such an interesting argument because I think if you if you really sat down and you watched every every television show, and you made a list of your, you know, your whatever, your top ten dramas, I don't think there would even be anything on the list that came before The Sopranos. You know, regardless of where it it lands on the list, I don't maybe
2: NYPD Blue, but that's... I've never seen it, but Hill Street Street Blues Blues gets a lot of... That's the one that everyone says, uh, but I mean, I'm not even going to pretend to know anything about it, but... but, I would uh, say
1: those are the only two shows that even... Think about finding a place, and and then The Sopranos hit, and then all of a sudden you have all these shows that we've just talked about, and and a dozen more that are serious contenders for you know as great great television, the best of television. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, it's
2: definitely the era. I mean, it's the golden era of television. I mean. Oh, totally, totally.
1: You know, yeah, we have that
0: we have that conversation a lot, Richard uh, and Brian, on the radio and and other places. So we really do feel like this is the golden age, but finally. Uh, One of my professors who is, I mean, probably in his 70s, he said that to me the other day. He goes, man, I really feel like this is the golden age of television. And I was like, finally, somebody else knows, I can see that, you know, because I think at least it's not just us that know that how great these shows are. I mean, we're going to look back and say, wow, we're at a time where Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, Louis, and, you know, all those are on the air at the same time. And The Walking Dead, I mean, it's crazy to think about. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be – did you guys – one more thing I want to mention for Breaking Bad before we wrap this this episode up. Um, did you know that AMC wanted Matthew Broderick or John Cusack to play Walter White? Wow. Oh, man. I don't
2: know I could, I see... Know that I could story. totally did... see
0: Cusack as Walter White. I could not did... see Broderick as Walter White.
2: How did Cranston get the part? I really don't know that much about it.
0: I don't know either, really. I don't know either. either. I mean, maybe All he right. was the maybe he was their third <laughs> choice but, okay. I mean but can you believe that Broderick and Cusack said no to it I mean looking back they're probably like oh yeah I mean, what has Cusack done in the past eight years I'm pretty ago? sure Cusack
2: is crazy so I don't know if he regrets <laughs> it too much that's
0: why I totally could see him playing Walter yeah. White <laughs> a perfect Walter White I mean Ferris Bueller really as Walter White I mean, well, I could did see kid- I mean hey guess
2: what what do, uh, what do Walter White and uh, Matthew Broderick have in common? Um, they both, 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 both kill the people. Google it. Google it. <laughs> Google it. Google, it. Google, it. Google, it. Google Matthew um, Broderick. Wait, well,
0: I do every day.
2: To start <laughs> <my brain. laughs> um, anything else you
0: guys want to mention about Breaking Bad before we wrap it up? Great show. Everyone yeah. has to see this show. If if you're not into I mean into violence and everything, you have to see the this storyline. It is maybe, arguably, maybe one other show has could take the cake, but it's probably the best show ever. So you have to you have to give it a chance. I'd say um, if you're listening to this, all. Ken, what through. are you gonna
2: What are you gonna <laughs> do your Mad Men journey all the way through?
0: Uh, well, you know what? I have no excuse now. I mean, when does Mad Men end this time That's, next year?
2: No, it's going. They're doing. They're splitting the two years. So okay. kind of like Breaking Bad, so there will be two more years of it, but only seven episodes a year.
0: Okay. So, man, I'm going to start soon. I'm not that far behind on Mad Men, though. I'm on okay. like season three or something okay. already. So, man, Mad Men's good. It's just so much different than this. Oh, yeah. And season five of
2: Mad Men is, is, is yeah. I would put it up there with season four of, of Breaking Bad. I might give yeah. season four the nod of Breaking Bad, but season five of Brad Men is choice. So, it is uh, awesome.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, we'll we'll definitely do a Mad Men episode on this on this show. That's for sure. Um, let's uh,
1: let's do this, Brian Gill. Where can I yes. find you online? You can find me on Twitter at bgill12, or you can find my writing at canbabiesdrinkredbull.com.
0: Yeah, we're saving uh, saving weekly recommends for next week, guys. Good, because uh, uh, I only so, have sorry. one. Go, oh, man! You're a lifesaver. Um, Richard, where can I find you online?
2: Find me on Twitter at Richard Barton. Kent, where might I find you on these lovely interwebs?
0: Find me on Twitter, at Kent Garrison, and you can contact us on the website at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Find all the episodes on there. Find weekly recommends on there, and uh, directly contact the show on there as well. Anything else you guys want to mention before we get out of here? No? Breaking Bad rules? Okay, awesome. (laughs) On that note, until next time, we will see you on the couch or at the cinema. (laughs)
2: Goodbye for you.
0: Goodbye.
1: If I could, yes I would. If I.